Attention musicians of all levels. It's not always easy picking out a song by ear. Sometimes you need a little help. Well, I have the app for you. Whether you're a professional musician or a beginner, Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. For just $2.99, you get the chords and tabs on guitar, bass, or ukulele for over a million songs. They're all available at your fingertips. You also get tools like a tuner, metronome, chord library, lessons, videos, and more. You can find out any song you want. It also has like transpose button. It has auto scroll that you can change the speed to so you can play along with the song. A lot of the songs have the lyrics there so you can sing along with them. Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. Just go to ultimateguitar.com or download the app to your phone today and start playing. Start playing any song you want. Ultimate Guitar, that's the place for you. Let's get down. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. Gang, if you listen to Friday's show, you know that I went to Miami. I played with Skyrocket on Friday night uh, right here in Austin, Texas at 310 ACL Live. Fantastic show. Sold out. Uh, thank you, everyone who came who's listening to this right now because it really was a really, really fun night. The crowd was on fire. We had a great show, so it was a great time. Had by all. Uh, Saturday morning, I, I got up very early. I slept about two and a half hours and flew to Miami at about 7.15 in the morning uh, to go to my Aunt Mary Lou's 80th birthday that night. Surprise birthday party with all of my family. And I was stressed out before I went because my dad hasn't been talking to me since May. He was going to be there. People all don't like each other there. Otherwise, I'm good with everyone. So anyway, look, I go. And it was it was a fantastic party. My Aunt Mary Lou, she turned 80. She looked fucking great. She danced all night. Like physically just danced all night. She was covered in sweat. It was actually kind of gross. Every time I go up and try and talk to her, she was just wet from dancing. Um, fantastic time hanging out with so many cousins, brothers and sisters all weekend. Uh, and, and my dad, who hasn't been talking to me since May, we ended up hanging out. He ended up taking him to the, to the airport this morning. Came and got me at like five in the morning and took me to the airport. He's a guy, you know, look, man, he's my dad. That's all I got as a parent. So I'm sticking with it. I'm glad that we're back talking He's called me already like four times since I've been home. I don't know if I'm into that much communication with him, but maybe we'll have some. Whatever. It's great to be back. Uh, it was great to be with my family all weekend. It was really fantastic. There are people I hadn't seen in like 40 years, people I hadn't seen in like 30 years, people I hadn't seen in 20 years, and it was great to have the whole Gaudi clan together. What's, you know, it was, it was actually very beautiful and a very uh, emotional thing. I cried a couple of times. I did. I cried. I did. It was, it was beautiful to see all the family together for the first time in so long. So it was a great weekend. I got up this morning, flew back super early, slept a little bit when I got home, got up, went through my Happy Land stuff. Our last show is, well, I guess when this comes out, it would have been last night. And, uh, and, and yeah, today, Tuesday, when this show comes out, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go play this show tonight. I'm going to come home, put on my PJs, and that's it. 
<laughs> That's it, man, until Wednesday. All right. Gang, I have a great show for you guys today. My dear friend, Sarah Dossie, who plays under the name Dossie, is my guest on the show today. She is back on the show. She hasn't been on in quite a few years since before the pandemic. But she's been very, very busy, man. She's been putting out tons of music. Uh, this great uh, EP, Animal, that came out. Uh, an EP called Analog that came out. So just fantastic, fantastic music. These songs, Someone to Love, This Feeling, they all sound like hits to me. And uh, anyway, she's been putting out beautiful, beautiful music for a long time. Her latest single is a collaboration with the great Jake Lloyd. It's called Alone Together, and it's a great, great song. You can go to Dossie World to find out uh, more about Dossie. But be sure that you go and check out her music on streaming. If you don't know it, she is absolutely amazing. And, you know, she's a part of that band, Kevin. The, the trio of ladies who are incredible, all women who I've worked with and, and, and done podcasts with and I'm friends with, Mary Claire Glazer, uh, Primo the Alien, and of course, Dossie. Uh, check them out, KVN, Kevin. But you can find Dossie at Dossie.world. You can find all the music at, uh, at, at Dossie on all the streaming services. So um, Sarah's been really busy the last few years, all right? Now, there's a whole scene going up at the hotspot area. They got a studio up there. Uh, she was part of putting together that, that whole Love and Light stream drive-in concert thing back in 2020. It was a really great thing. They streamed the shows, and you could go to them live. I went to one. It was incredible. The production was incredible. The sound was incredible. And people were getting to see live music again. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So she's been, she's been just very, very industrious and in doing a lot of different things. And she put together a, uh, a weekly show for the month of September. Or sorry, for the month of February. <laughs> sorry, guys, I'm a little fried today. Uh, it's called the Glitter Grunge Fest, and it takes place Wednesdays at Hole in the Wall. And tomorrow night, Wednesday, February 28th, is the last night of the residency. She, uh, Kevin will be playing, so Dossie will be playing twice. It'll be Dossie, Kevin, and Tombus. But she's been doing them every Wednesday. She's been having all that gang of people like Booer, St. Loretto, all the gangs that are up there in the, in the hotspot area doing this new North Austin, like, pop rock scene that's incredible by the way uh i love sarah dossie she's my friend we weren't able to do this in person we did it over zoom and uh it worked out perfectly but it was really great to talk to sarah and go check out her music if you don't know it she is incredible check out kevin kvn at kevin rules you can find them on wherever it is a dossie world on all of the social media stuff kevin rules on all of the social media stuff all right go to dossieworld.com or dossie.world for all of your uh all of your Dossie needs. All right, and without further ado, this is me chatting over Zoom with my dear friend, Sarah Dossie. Let's get down. Whatever happened to the way we were? Whatever happened to us? We used to go out just because we could. Whatever happened to us No, I can use a haircut But you like it Band that you're playing with, who all's in it? Evan, isn't it, from St. Loretto? Evan Crowley, yeah um, He's playing with Boer a little bit too Yeah um, And uh, Clayton Stroop Or Clayton Stroop How is wrong? Everybody has, honestly, everybody has uh, difficult last names. And Alec, and I don't even know how to say his last name. It's like, just, just squeak. And I was going to ask him the next time that I saw him how to properly pronounce it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, he'll, he's so much fun. 
great bass player. Uh, he's a younger guy. He works at Orb. And, uh, you know, Evan and Clayton work at Livestream slash Spectra. So uh, we're well covered on the recording studio guy thing. Yeah, yeah that studio yeah. is awesome up there. Spectra? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. I went once when um, it was still being finished out, and then I went once afterwards. I think I heard a song of yours there that you were working on, or maybe you were about to work on oh. a song. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing you. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't remember if you heard anything or not. We're basically, Charlie's mixing stuff now. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. So there's, there's new Dossie music coming out? Yeah, that's kind of... That was kind of the um, motivation behind doing this residency. I haven't done any shows as Dossie. I did one last summer, but before that, I had like two and 22 and then one or two and 21. So I haven't really done that much. I feel like I've done a lot, but it's just been working during, you know, working on music. So. Um, and then also doing Kevin. Yeah. More. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to, I don't want to get loose. There was one thing I wanted to make sure that I asked about Kevin. And for those listening, Kevin is Sarah Dossie, Mary C- Claire Glazer and Primo the alien. Mm-hmm. And you are a pop group. I've seen you play. It's awesome. Yes. Thank you. And I love this new we song called Kevin. I love all the songs that you guys have. They're great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we, um, we're we hoping to do to release a lot more this year. Um, it's hard when you're like, you're the ones producing it as well. Um, it just takes some time. And it also took us some time to really like figure out what Kevin was as a unit. That- We've written a lot of songs, but not all of them have made sense for the group. You know what I mean? That's what so, I was, that's what I was leading um, to was like with Kevin is such a focused idea that yeah. what, when you guys set out to do it, did you lay out parameters? I've had a band like I have. I've had a couple of bands like that, but I had one very specifically that they were. We are in this lane. This is what we look like. This we is what we this. sound like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's taken us a minute to get there because I like honestly, Laura Primo the Alien. She like I've known Mary Claire forever. Laura is a new er friend to us we really got to know her in 2020, like during the pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I had met her before that, like maybe a year before that, but we, we weren't like uh, close really. Right. And then the pandemic happened. And for some reason, the three of us like really connected to each other. Um, and we were like, we should try to make some music. And so we did. And it was a lot of like, you know, you like try things and some people like some things and some people don't. And you, then you like, <laughs> when it's a group like this, you really, and everybody has strong opinions. Um, we've kind of decided, and this is also why it takes some time. We've kind of decided that we have to write all the songs from start to finish together. That's great. Um, so yeah. So that all of us can like feel equally like excited and motivated by them. And also there's something special that happens like when we're together, all three being writers, uh, it can be very challenging uh, and, you know, scary. Sure. <laughs> um, so 
but all of us have our own strengths. Laura, for instance, Primo is very, she is very fast with production stuff. I'm getting better at it, but uh, she's definitely like the lead producer in the group. Um, and Mickey is really, it makes really interesting melodies yeah. and lyrics. And, you know, I just kind of smile and nod. <laughs> no, I'm, just uh, I'm always the one that's like, okay, but what are, like, what are the background, what, what are the backup parts and the doo-wops and the DDs and the ooh-la-las stuff? Um, and what if we threw a weird instrument here and that kind of thing? So um, it's a good, like, it is a really, really great challenge, very challenging for all of us, but really fun and, like, restorative also. That's, like, the fun part of it is the priority. So it's weird because we're just lucky it worked out. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing <laughs> and then we actually get stuff done. <laughs> I, so. I know you guys all individually, and yeah, it seems like it would be real hard because I don't feel like any of you have. I'm sure you see it within yourselves and your friendship and stuff, but I don't really see, usually partnerships are amazing when someone's really good at something and someone's really good at something else that, that, you, that, you know, like you're yin and yang, kind of like you fill in the cracks for each other. Yeah. But there's like three yeah. pretty fucking dominant uh, artists yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that can do everything on their own and do. Uh-huh. So yeah. I can see how that would be I a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly it's like just, uh, the predominant factor that makes it like generally work is that we've all been doing it for long enough to like have maturity on our side and right. perspective and uh, and we're willing like all of us work freaking hard yeah and so we're all willing to like really push and offend each other if necessary and support each other when necessary and, hum you know, uh, take the back seat on some things when necessary. I think it's like a very mature way of approaching the music, which is funny because like the shows are freaking like a 12 year old boy to design them. Yeah. But, uh, that's, you know, at the, at the heart, we're all children boys. Uh, but anyway, so I think that's why it, it kind of works, uh, or it really does work. And all of us also have had, had more experiences with other bands that, like, didn't work in a lot yeah. of ways. Or, or, you know, there was too much of one person playing that role and not enough support on the others. And sure. so everybody's very, like, I think ultimately everybody is like incredibly, incredibly supportive and loving as a friend first. Uh, it is like, and that's how, like, that's how the band started. We were all just like started like sending each other stupid videos just to like make each other laugh during COVID. Yeah. So, uh, and then it just kind of like naturally was like, Hey, maybe what do we like try to write that? <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, and it's also been super fun because I think all of us have, like, is like at least for me, it really frees me up to, like, not feel like I have to do all the things yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, like, creatively speaking, I struggle with it, like, the solo project. I struggle because I, like, have a lot of ideas and I like a lot of different things, like, genre-wise. 
which, uh, you know, I'm sure doesn't surprise you. <laughs> well, no, that's interesting um, that you say that. It's hard for me to, like, make a decision on, like, what the vibe is at right. any given time. So it's good to, like, be like, okay, well, all the, like, bubblegummy pop stuff that I can think and dance stuff that I can think of probably should be a Kevin idea. Um, now, it's easier for me to, like, separate that. Yeah. So it's fun. It's interesting, yeah. like the uh, that's you you're talking about the maturity and being able to do that sort of. Thing. It really does. Like I, I just got in a in a, a like a four singer songwriter band. Oh wow, that's a lot of yeah people. But you really can't do that shit when you're like twenty or twenty one because you no. there's you got too mm-hmm. much inside. To, it would be really, really hard. You'd ble- you would be Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Which can that, result in really incredible things, obviously, but also there's a lot of turmoil and it takes a lot. It would take a lot longer. <laughs> dude, I was I, think. I was in a band too young with a like a two like a John and Paul kind of thing, like a two lead singers, uh-huh. songwriter guys, and that That'd band broke up. That band broke up thirty years ago, and I saw that dude the other night at Saxon Pub, and he still doesn't talk to me. <laughs> it was funny. <sighs> And we're like in our 50s now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor guy that he's like hold on, hold on so strongly to something that happened that long ago. Bands can that's be traumatic. You know, especially when yeah, you're young. That's, that's you know? true. That's true. That's true. I, I understand and have felt some trauma in my past bands. You so. have? <laughs> I know. I I feel like mm-hmm. I caused more yeah, trauma I think, than I've received. Actually, I've been told that a few times. <laughs> sorry, say that again. I I actually I feel like this is terrible you, to say. You are the the source. I I did I did cause more trauma than I received. So, <laughs> but I learned. <laughs> I'm a different person now in a band. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I think I probably, I've definitely caused trauma, uh, but I think that it's like I, most of it comes from the fact that I am a little, I am a workaholic and I'm a little OCD. So it's hard for me sometimes in a band that really wants to just like hang and make music. That's actually kind of a challenge for me because I'm like, but the time is important. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so I think I can probably be a little bit too much of so they just, like, drop a little bit, but <laughs> that, Man, that's fine. I have to say, though, that um, in, in kind of going through this stuff and getting, well, before I reached out to you, I feel like I did like a Dossie deep dive one day and just kind of went through all of your stuff. And I was like, there's a, I'm trying to find a way to, to uh, put this into words. You seem like a person that has created like no one gives you anything you know what i mean like you 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 have you're like an industry unto yourself that's what i'm trying to say and i think that's one of the coolest things like (laughs) that's true there's like a scene that has kind of evolved around you know uh uh, evan and boer and everyone's kind of playing together i went to go see boer and and saint loretto one night and and 
Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just like one big band that switched out singers, which was amazing and super cool. <laughs> and there seems to be this beautiful yeah. kind of like community that's going on up there. <laughs> and it's all really supportive. Mm-hmm. But I feel like yeah. a lot of it also has to do with you because I feel like you're a real driving force behind all of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like I, I've just always really cared for other artists because I've felt, you know, the general loneliness that comes with being a creative person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's always been really important to me to just like, I think that I also like, I do have like a, a little bit of a split brain, so I, I can, I can also like talk to the suits pretty efficiently, if that makes sense. Um, I've also really been screwed in the past by people who think they're smarter than me. Yeah. And it pisses me off and I don't, I don't like have time for that. And I also, so I am like a freaking, um, I, I, I will, I, I, I will go to the depths with my, for my friends and with my friends and I will support them. And that's really important to me because also like, this is just, it's such a lonely, it's such a lonely, like career path. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you like, I mean, I grew up, my mom was a teacher. My dad was a CPA and a lawyer. This path is not something that makes sense to them of course, and or ever did you know and so we kind of all have to cling to each other and i feel like you are so great at that too um and i think that's probably why i feel like you and i kind of get along well because we i think it's just so important and there's also like just so much competition and division also in this career that we've chosen and to me that's silly i think there's room at the table for everybody right and the thing the only thing that you need is an invitation and some people uninvite themselves yeah if that makes sense and and that makes me sad (laughs) yeah but you know they do it and that's okay i think it works sometimes for people and that's fine that's uh, but that's not that's not what I need, and uh, it just doesn't feel like it will have any longevity if I don't have that community around me. And so, uh, it's too important to me to like be a lone ranger. Yeah, yeah. Do you, <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even I'm. I, I find I find that that I have been I I as a creative person for myself I've been getting bored with me and that's kind of like why I wanted to get with other people to make music to get a different perspective yeah. you know mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's hard I to sort that. of like keep your but we, I mean I don't know I feel like in Austin I feel like Austin's lack of like major industry makes it so that we have the luxury to be more supportive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's not true. a label yeah. at, at, there's not a label guy at like the showcase of all of our bands playing where we're like, they better not fucking <laughs> sign Dossie. You know what I mean? But like, it really, I, I honestly, like if you go and, yeah. and like play in LA and, yeah. and you're in a community there, it's, it's a little more vicious than here. And we do have yeah. the luxury of, yeah. of like, if someone makes it out, <laughs> we're proud of them. <laughs> 
Most right. of the time. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes not. No. But that's probably normal. But that's a, yeah, that's a normal. Yeah, like, that's a, I do. I do feel uh, lucky to have that. I mean, uh, my husband and I almost moved to Nashville like so many times in our 20s, like when I was like first starting out. And just like the vibe I was getting just wasn't like from that side. Because even that is like so competitive too. And the only shows that are actually happening are like songwriter circles. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to be writing any like, you know, songs for insert country, you know, right. Spangled jeans guy uh, name here. And so, uh, but also it just felt even like me trying to, like I did several trips for a long time. I would go up there like every quarter or whatever and write with some people. And I did make some friends, but also even that felt super competitive. Yeah. Like just trying to write with people. And I was like, I don't really understand why this is so hard for y'all to like, let happen like i just <laughs> think if we make a good song we should just make it like that's fine um but yeah it's funny that you say that because there's a song uh that i really just connected with uh called adore you i connected with other ones huh. but there's there's like yeah. this feeling like when i'm listening to like someone to love that like of having like a, a convertible and i'm on my way to the beach to have a really good time doing something i've got my fist in the air when the chorus comes on uh-huh but then this song like Adore You is like, it's one of those songs yeah. where you're like, oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a Harry so Styles song. That's a what? A cover. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's a Harry Styles song. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there's the production on it is like new disco. Okay. Kind of. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, but I, that's the way I feel about that song. I really, like for me, like a cover is really important. If you're going to do it, you got to like, feel like you can actually continue doing it especially because now like people are all crazy about covers and that's like the only way that anybody's getting any attention so isn't that weird <laughs> Which, uh, that one did okay actually not really on streaming but on tiktok uh that one got like a, a million something oh really it's on tiktok i probably made like 14 bucks on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe 15 50, 50, 50. <laughs> to um, afford that fancy coffee. It's that uh-huh. TikTok money rolling in. Yeah. From from Instill here in fancy Cedar in shining sunshiny Cedar Park, Texas parking lot. Um there was a, so that's a Harry Styles song? Uh-huh. Yeah. That sucks, man. I mean not I, I wish I wish it was <laughs> yours because I wanted to talk more about it. <laughs> Me too. I, Me too. I couldn't figure I, out. I'm actually really bad at writing love songs. <laughs> they always come out like so stupid. And then I can't. I like, Do they, like even if it's something that's like got a good melody, I'm like, I just can't sing this. <laughs> I have a really hard time doing that too because I feel like a sap. Yeah. I feel sappy. Like, how am I going to sing this in front of people? Much less my partner. <laughs> right, right. He gets, he gets so, like, he doesn't, anytime, like, I have written him anything, he's, like, he's, like, sitting, like, I'll play it for him, and he's just kind of sitting there, like. <laughs> 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 like 
Well, when you write, um, where are you coming from with your like when you're like it, like just someone to love? Like like where where does where does yeah. like does that fun words that you put together? Because I I in my writing style, just really quick, when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm writing, a lot of my writing is just kind of like. Uh, getting into a place where I'm just writing a bunch of words and not really thinking mm-hmm. too much about it and then stepping back from it and realizing yeah. that I'm getting something out. Yeah. Um, I What's almost your always, I almost always come up with the title first. Right. Um, I, I'm a, a branding person and my, the other part of my brain so i like i'm all constantly just coming up with the song title um but uh also just like emotionally anger uh <laughs> someone to love is like anger and like lust like sexual desire like yeah. there's that's it's kind of oozy <laughs> it's funny that it's easier to express uh, but, something like that than love in music for you. Uh, yeah. And me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I think, uh, uniquely to me, I'm quite sexually oppressed because I grew up in the Southern Baptist youth group. <laughs> so a lot of that stuff comes out of, of the sheer lack of being able to talk about it, think about it, associate with it for a long time. Yeah. So like even the, the new stuff, especially, uh, <laughs> actually I was, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jane Bryant. Yes. Right here. Jane. She recommended, uh, this, uh, blonde, uh, Debbie Harry's book. Face it. Have you read, no, have you I'm read not, or listened to this yet? It's great. Her, I mean, I just, uh, I haven't known too much of her story. She's very like nonchalant about these horrible, horrible things that have happened to her. <laughs> um, cause I'm listening, I'm listening to audiobooks, and it's her reading it. That's my favorite. Um, but she's like, uh, just the other day I was on a run and I was listening and, uh, you know, she was like, when it comes down to it, like I'm actually really good at the marketing side because sex sells and I'm sexy. Yeah. She's like, I'm a freaking hot person and I'm going to sell it. And I was like, damn right. Yeah. Go for it. Because like, I, I don't know. I just grew up the entirely opposite of that. So there's been like a huge, like unraveling of that for me. And, uh, in even just, I don't know, since college, since high school. So, even, even in college, I was like on the worship team of the, you know, Baptist megachurch for a long time. And so, yeah, where like, it's like you have to wear, as a, this is the whole thing, but there's certain rules that you have to abide by as a, as a woman on stage at a lot of places of worship. So, which I, like, I understand. But also it can be like when you're like in a very formative stage of your life, it can actually be really detrimental to you. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. How did you, so opt- you don't like, so, I know yeah. that you, I, so know- I think a lot, a lot of my. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. 
A lot of your what? So I was just going to say a lot of my writing, especially lately, is is both anger and just like pent up sexual energy. <laughs> that, so, hey, man, that yeah. that happens. And they, what a honest. what a great way to 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 yeah to get it out too. Like there are way more destructive ways yeah. to deal with that stuff. Yeah, I think so. Do you feel yourself getting to a place? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do you feel like you're getting to a place uh, mm-hmm. where you're more at peace with it? Like from, from getting it out? Like, are you, do you feel like you're getting somewhere with getting it out? Yeah. Yes. Um, I have changed a lot as a person even in the last like year or two. Um, it's been a lot of like unpacking for me. I'm, I'm still a believer. I still play at church if I need to, like five time. I I live really far from downtown and not a lot of places around here that I like up in the Cedar Park area that I could like feel comfortable leading at or being part of community. And, um, but, um, it's taken some time, like being away from it and also like being really close to honestly, like women, like. Mary Claire and Laura, who are not necessarily like believers or didn't like grow up in that kind of vibe, uh, to kind of shake me out of that. Um, and so it's, um, like I feel much more me. I feel I've always been in there, but like, uh, even with like, so this new music is freaking, it's just, it's a rock record. It's very sexy in my opinion. Uh, and it's angry and it's happy and it's all the emotions just right at the forefront. I'm so proud of it, but also it's just taken me a long time to get to where like, this is the most personal I feel to me because I've always been afraid to actually be like completely honest about how I feel about a lot of things openly because I was afraid I, was, I would be like reprimanded or that God would be upset with how I actually felt saying it out loud about things. Um, I feel very lucky that I don't have that feeling at all anymore. Yeah. I and mean, it's probably still in there, but no, yeah. but that's great. It's been, an, it's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> But how amazing, man. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a fantastic. And the fact that you were able to reconcile your relationship to your faith, to not lose it completely, to still have a connection yeah. to a belief system. Unlike most people who just are yeah. like, I mean, I've, I know I was never a sincere, like heavy believer of anything, but in my sort of like Catholic upbringing, I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, this is, like I have a, yeah, I just, I don't, yeah. I like the teachings of Jesus a lot yeah. and I'm a fan yeah. of, of, I, of that. kind of where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and I'm not afraid to like say that. I think that like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's really hard. A lot of friends have walked away and I don't judge them for that. No. I think that we grow, we mature and we experience the world in different challenging and changing ways. And the things that need, we need in our lives change and they shouldn't. 
if they stay the same, then that's where it gets scary to me. Cause then it's, you're not really thinking or using, using your brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel very lucky that I still have this like relationship. Uh, it is really different. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I do like, I don't feel super comfortable like being the leader, so to speak at this point in my life because of that. Cause I'm like, I still have a lot of questions. I feel like I need to be like pretty solid in what I believe if I'm leading other people, but if I, I'm fine playing the band or like singing, you know, singing one song or whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm really impressed. Cause I think, I think that takes a lot more work and courage to sort of like, be able to retain the things that are good from it and not just shun the whole thing. That, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a, uh, that's a commendable thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. See how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to me, I mean, you know, it's hard to not be like so angry yeah. and I have been so angry. Yeah. You know, uh, and I continue to be so angry about other things and I, I just, um, but I think I like got to a point where I was like, well, um, I think it's, okay. I think, I think it's okay to like not know the answer. And I also think it's okay for me to like feel who I am, like who I am and experience who I am like as a woman. And I don't need to be ashamed of that. Um, cause I'm just a human. And if somebody else is more worried about what, I'm wearing or how I'm moving my body on stage or what I'm saying in a song than me, then that's their problem. And I really don't like, it's a lot of responsibility to try to carry that for other people. And I've carried it for a long time and I like, I'm just tired. I don't want to have to carry it for other people. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Did what role did like motherhood play in that? Um, did it? Yeah, it's a big role, probably a big role because in a lot of ways, I kind of like becoming a mother was like, um, just reevaluating the things that I like learned from my my own mom and practices that I had from my own mom, not necessarily just like, not necessarily like religiously, but like just in life things that she did and um mom stuff and like how i like how i wanted to portray that i like preston i have always just wanted been really adamant that like august is just happy and free to be whoever she is yeah and will like okay to explore that um obviously like we will guide her and the best ways that we can but like I mean, some of that is like the way that I look at myself in the mirror in front, like the things I say about myself to her, uh, or like in her company, the things that I like, I'm okay with talking about with her. Um, and she's, I mean, she's only, she's two and a half, but she's really, she repeats everything that I do. Everything. Yeah. She literally like. (laughs) I actually, you'll get a kick out of this. I have a Bjork shirt, like t-shirt. She's like a picture of Bjork in the front. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I was wearing it yesterday and August 
I was like reading a story to August and she was just like, look, woman on my t-shirt and she started going. <laughs> it's exactly what Bjork is doing on my shirt. <laughs> Holding her hands up. Uh, just like long, like even with the eyes. I, I think I, and, or like, you know, she'll be sitting across from me on the table and I'll, you know, just kind of like mess with my hair and she, she'll go, <laughs> she'll mess with her hair. <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. Um, it really, having a, a mirror on yourself all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> really makes you think about what, <laughs> how you talk about yourself or other people or talk what words you use. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all of that, it was like, and I say like, it's, it's been hard for us to like, we haven't really found a place up here because I just, I don't want her to be around people that don't love gay people or right, that, right. you know, are divisive in their thoughts really at all. And, uh, and the way they talk. And I just don't feel confident that that's, she's going to be a part of that. And so, uh, we may find a place yeah. that's not like that up here at some point, but, um, unfortunately it's not really the case. Yeah. Um, no. So I do think about that. So yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the glitter grunge fest. I'm going to put this show out on Tuesday. Yeah. Which will be the day before the lot. You're only doing it in February. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but hard. I kind of wanted to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so fun. Yeah. That it's new band. So fun to do residency. That new band that I'm the in. The new band is like freaking kick ass it's hard it's hard though to uh like uh i don't know if i could do like the john d graham bob schneider 30-year residency thing mm, no i'm i'm not interested in that no <laughs> no and even more than, I more, than a month, for that and- more than a month makes me uncomfortable i've done a couple of month residencies Okay. And that's about as good yeah. as, yeah, it feels good I to have that length. I sang with you. Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At um, the place that closed down? Or did it close down? No, it's still there. Cosmic? Uh, well, we, we, did. we did Cosmic. Oh, one to one. And then one to one. That place closed down. I think it did. I think it did. Mary Claire and I did. Uh, a couple, sh- maybe one, one or two shows with you. You did, you did that a one. couple of shows. I know because uh, Anar, uh, my friend playing bass at one of them, was bummed out because he's shorter than you guys and he was behind you guys, and he felt like he wasn't getting enough screen time at the show. <laughs> um, okay, so the glitter grunge well, it sounds fest. Sounds like he needs to figure out how to get over that. <laughs> Um, the Glitter Grunge Fest, so you, you decided to put that together, um, yeah. and you've done, you've done quite a few, it's usually three bands you play, and uh, this last one, which will be Wednesday, mm-hmm. February 28th, with Kevin, so you're going to be doing Double Duty, and mm-hmm. Tom Bus. Yeah. Who's Tom Bus? Yeah. Tom Bus. Uh, oh, sorry. His name is Thomas. Uh, okay. No, 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 it's Thomas, but his artist name is Tom Bus. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Uh, these kids, <laughs> these days. That's what I was just about to say. Um, like I'm feeling no, my age. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's great. I feel like it. 
in my head just now I was like, I wonder if it's like a bus like a mix thing. Uh like a uh, reference like, to right. engineering sound. I don't know. Right. Maybe not. Um his thing is like it's solo since dance music. Like cool. he's like the guy that's like surrounded by like synthesizers and stuff. Oh, awesome. He's so great. Great voice, great songs. Uh, he he's very entertaining, fun to fun to hang like dance with and all that. Um, this show is actually going to be like the most pop forward of any of the other shows on the residency. Um, but it'll still be really fun because uh, <clears throat> even though most of the songs on my new project are rock songs, and that's mostly what I'm playing, they're still written from a pop songwriter. So yeah. You know, um, but uh, the the show's been really fun. I basically, I wanted to do residency because I love doing residencies. And, uh, <clears throat> and also, like, I really like booking my friends for shows if I can. Not that I want to be a band booker by any stretch of the imagination because that sounds like the worst job. No, but... The- I've done that before and it is the worst job. But... <laughs> But it is uh, really fun to like. Anyway, so I, I called it Glitter Grunge Fest because I'm considering calling my record uh, Glitter Grunge because that's kind of the vibe. It's like this kind of crossroads between this, like, uh, I'll say new wavy pop post punk punk thing. Yeah. Um. So. And like sort of grungy in moments too. Uh, it's just like straight down the middle. There's one song that's like uh, sounds like to me. It sounds like an Alanis song mixed with like you know uh, you know major label Tragic Kingdom, no doubt. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, so anyway, I was like, well, I'm just going to do this and see how the concept goes. Uh, I know like, I'm probably not the first person that ever came up with the term glitter grunge, but that was just like the easiest thing for me to continually like go back to when I'm like making the music, like, well, is it, does it actually typify this? Um, and so, cause I like, I've been working in this project for three years, so I have a lot of songs and it's taken me some time to like figure out what it was going to be. So anyway. So I'm just trying to like vibe set, you know. Yeah. Do you, when is it coming out? Do you know yet? Do you have a no? Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> I well, basically I'm trying to get we're trying to get the songs mixed. Hopefully, uh, first or second week of March, like get a lot of it done, um, and then uh, hopefully, like I'm really trying not to like get in a hurry with it. Uh, because I am that, uh, I feel like it's that good and that special. <laughs> Don't laugh, so, man. That's great to hear. I really just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, it's not like a thing where I'm like, well, this is good. You know, maybe the thing I do next would be better. It's just, honestly, that's like how it felt was like <laughs> my whole career. Is like, I get to a point where I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Um, but honestly, like this project, I'm like, it's fucking awesome. And I, I am so excited about it. It's unique 
and different and strong and there's great like freaking hits on it and I know it so I am not going to be shy about that or wait or shy about expecting anyone that wants to help me with it to believe that fully so as well I don't think yeah. I fully understand what a hit is because to me, the songs, uh, those yeah. first two songs on Animal, Someone to Love and This Feeling, to me, sound like, I, I, I mean, like I said, they come on the radio yeah. when you're driving to the beach and you freak out because your yeah. jam is on. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I feel that way about those songs, too. I feel that way about a lot of stuff on Animal. Uh, and honestly, like that one... Uh, we worked on for a while uh, over at over at Orb with Matt, uh, and then COVID happened, and all of the like infrastructure that was like sort of waiting in the wings slash built to support that disappeared, and uh, I was just impatient. And I was like, I don't want to wait until this is over. I feel like the world needs this record now. And uh, I don't know if it was a mistake to do that or not, but I do know that I like, you know, it was also a lot of me like trying to appease a certain request outside of myself creatively. So um, anyway, so I think there's definitely some great, moments on it and I'm I am really proud of that record and I think you're right like there's definitely some of the songs are really incredible um and I feel the production is really incredible yeah um it just wasn't the right time it wasn't the right time for the record um but maybe they'll have another day yeah who knows right (laughs) who knows (laughs) I like I feel uh with this the Glitter Grunge project I I feel very like um you know, I, not necessarily that I learned my lesson. I don't know if I it was a mistake to release that record uh, during COVID or not. I don't know. Maybe I needed to to like get through the trauma that I was dealing with at that time related to music industry people. Um, but um, the and and maybe I needed that to like happen before I could like write this own my own record um, and produce it. I saw you at one of those Love and Light Stream shows when the, the drive-in shows. Mm-hmm. Didn't you do a show with like Max Frost? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was super cold. It was cold. But everybody else was in their cars, so it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was such a great... Uh, were you, weren't you part of that endeavor making that... Weren't you part of the team mm-hmm. that... Okay. I thought that was a yeah, really, really I, uh, amazing uh, thing to do during that time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really amazing. We were able to. I can't, I can't remember the numbers right now, but basically, um, you know, we had a festival essentially that went for like eight weekends, um, and um, I was. I'm. I'm really like a creative director type person. Um, designer. So uh, I was mostly doing that stuff. I did all the like graphic design and building and socials and that kind of thing uh, for what is now Lightstream. Um, but yeah, it was mostly out of like, well, we don't have any more work to do, so let's make a thing. <laughs> and um, so it was, it was awesome. Like a very collaborative effort um, between like our team and 
word and there were um several folks from other companies in town that like didn't have work and we just yeah. kind of made a thing together and um it was it was a lot of work it cost a lot of money um which was hard because nobody no sponsors were like wanting to spend money so right, right. on anything at that point it makes sense um but um it really set up whatever white stream was going to become yeah uh in a crazy way so um had yeah. you had you ever it was super fun honestly to me i would rather do that kind of thing as a job than like a constant like running a venue that's right right not my vibe yeah so i like working on things on a project basis yeah well i was very i was blown away by that whole thing and going Thanks. there was really Thanks. fun like it was a fun experience yeah. Yeah. I, so that's kind of the vibe we got was people were just like, and I, like I was up at the front for almost every show, like at the, like, you know, waving at people as they like went through check-in or whatever in their cars. Yeah. yeah. And people were just like, so genuinely excited yeah. to be in a place that was safe, that also had other humans. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, doubt that we would be able to pull that off in that way. Or, you know, there's a lot of people that were like, well, how could you dare to do a festival? Probably. But even like after those eight weekends, like there wasn't even with our team, at least. And I mean, like a total between us and like word, I mean, it was like 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Nobody got COVID. That's not awesome. a single person. Um, so yeah, it, it, like at that time, we were at stage four or five. Yeah. I had August a year later, and we were at stage five still then. I had to, like, my, you, they could only, like, we had to wait until I was, like, in active labor to get in a room Jesus. to give birth. And at, at that point, yeah, at that point, Preston could be in there but my mom couldn't even wait like at the hospital at all anywhere so it was my, a lot of time my cousin had a baby in july of 2020 and uh and it, it was just like i don't mm -hmm. think her husband could even be in there then yeah yeah we were that, that was he wasn't allowed in the in any of our my appointments before that um so it was still yeah it's a rough time to have a kid. Honestly, I feel like it's a, like even rougher time to have like a kid, like yeah. that's a kid. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to entertain a kid all day every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have one of my one of my little nephews was like two and a half during that time, and my yeah. sister was working from home. She's a single mom. It was just madness. Like you'd call over there yeah. and she'd be like, <laughs> she got that mom thing where she was screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everything was like this, like I'm going nuts. That's the way I was yesterday. Yeah. August was potty training. I think mean, the last text I sent to Preston, it was like, we got half in and half out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my brain was yesterday. 
That's so funny. Um, I think she's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, from what I've seen, most people get through it and they're potty trained. Yeah. Most people <laughs> figure it out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think, I think she's, uh, she's going to do okay. We tried like six months ago and it was too early. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I would love for people to come to a Glitter Grunge thing. I'm doing uh, that show with uh, John, Homegrown Live, his usual Homegrown versus, what's it called? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I saw that. Uh, it why was, can't I think of it? It's two entities versus each other, and it's at Hotel Vegas, right? Yeah. Or the Volstead or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the Sunday before all of South by Madness. And then um, Kevin has a showcase. I saw that. I don't know when it is. Congratulations. I'm excited because this is like the personal year that I like have really wanted to like do the networking going to the sessions thing. So I'm excited that it's happening. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if I actually get a showcase or not, but there's other things, you know, South by. Yeah. It comes together in the last week. Yeah, and oh. there's also like uh, like there's more unofficial stuff happening than official, and it's all kind of a blur together. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially this year because they're not they didn't they're trying to they didn't accept uh, nearly as many fans this year than they normally do. They're like trying to keep it small, right? Because they they had a success. What was the oh. last one they did was was a small like purposefully smaller. And it, it was a little more manageable. Yeah, I yeah. bet so. <clears throat> I mean, it, it just got completely. It, it had gotten completely out of hand, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like in all of like too many, in too all, many bands, too many yeah. brands. In all of my experiences of South by, and I, my first one was in. I played nineteen ninety, so I think it was the second or third one. But like in all of them, I kind of feel like the if you already if you're already talking to people, then you can get them to your show. And if you already are signed, then your label and you have a record coming out, then your label has a great sort of like everyone's in one place. Right. They can you can get you can get everywhere. But as far as like new bands and being like discovered playing like the hot dog stand, you know, off of Sixth Street or whatever. I just don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that story, but you know what I mean? Like I've never heard the story of someone just being discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. I, well, I, I feel like I hear of stories of people that are like, I wasn't an official artist and I just did, I just did a bunch of unofficials and that was the year that we like hit it. Like, um, time was like that. Yeah. The year that, Days, days are gone. That the record. The year that came out, they were not an official artist. They just had a bunch of shows. Oh wow! During that week, in <laughs> in, uh, uh, in in the late nineties, um, I had this manager that that and Anar. I think Anar had done it before too because I think it was his idea. But in our uh, South by Southwest sh showcases, they were having uh, conversations already with labels and stuff. And so our manager was like, do, do you want to have all these people come see one show where you don't get a sound check 
and it might not even be a venue of music. Like you're so much. And, and the fact that right. they might have another band that they have to see at this time. So what we did was we set up at uh, what used to, used to be the Austin rehearsal complex, but like a, a space kind of place. And we got a room for two days mm-hmm. and we played every hour from noon until midnight for 25 minutes. Yeah. And so it was like, wow. and we ended up getting a deal out of that. And everybody saw us. No one could say no. Yeah, so, you're like, well, I'm playing. Yeah, they're like, the oh, I got a meeting. I, mean, I got a meeting at noon. Yeah, yeah. Did you have shows where people are like, there was only like two people there? It, we had nobody? one. There's a guy that's name is Perry Watts Russell. I don't know where he stands now, but I know he was the president of Capitol for a lot of the early 2000s. We had a showcase of just him, and that was real fucking weird. Like it's just real weird. To, Whoa! To throw did you down. know? Did you know who he was? Yeah, when he was we, there? we knew exactly who he was. Yeah. Wow. And it was one of the most upsetting Crazy. meetings. He didn't tap his foot. He didn't nod his head. He just stared at us like we smelled <laughs> terrible while we were playing. <laughs> even wow. our Even our managers would leave the room so that they wouldn't stand there and go, oh, watch this. You know what I mean? They'd just split and let yeah. the person experience the band yeah. on their own. Yeah, there were a few where it was just one right. person, but that was a horrifying experience. And afterwards, the first, thing he, the first thing he said to us was, I've signed Meredith Brooks, Radiohead. Why would I want to sign you? And mm-hmm. the only response I came up with. Uh, and you guys said. I said, I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I actually, I didn't, I was like, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, he just basically told us how uh, unremarkable we were and then left. Cool. And then y'all got signed, though. Yeah. To a nicer guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's and- really funny. Yeah, it's funny, though, how you can approach South by Southwest, because when you really think about it, like I've, I've had some nightmare experiences. Oh, yeah. And, not, and nothing yeah, against too. South by Southwest itself. But like, right. right. you get your thing and it's a place you've never even heard of. Like, you're like, wait, I live here and I've right. never even heard of this. Is this a music place? And they're like, no, no, no. They're just going to build a stage yeah. that day. No. <laughs> yeah. And there's one blue light shining on your on the blue finger's face. The whole time, there everybody else is quiet, and there's only uh, it only it's it's a rig that only has eight channels. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, when Kevin played two years ago, uh, yeah, we had a Tuesday night at one a.m. at this club that never had music, and we were like, the stage was right next to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> And there's nothing better than having like choreographed moves, matching outfits and everything, and people yeah. just walking by you to go pee. <laughs> yeah. And looking really, at you weird. Really demoralizing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to say that's, yeah. I don't usually love it in the moment, but now I have a way better sense of humor about it. But one of my favorite things about being in show business is just the absurdity of the situations that you're yeah. in to make money or to yes. become more successful <laughs> are just laughable. Uh, I know. <laughs> and the things that we'll do, things that I have done. Yeah. 
Yeah, that it's, things. Uh, you know, to most people, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like or that I've done in the last two weeks, the last week that I've done. <laughs> well, um, I think the Glitter and Grunge Fest, hopefully you won't be embarrassing yourself there. No, uh, it's uh, I, d- I haven't uh, rolled my ankle on stage yet, so all is well. Normally, I, I do that. I, <laughs> I did. Um, I was running around so much during one of the songs last week that I like started to feel faint, and I just had to like lay on the floor. And and I was, but like at the end of the song, and and I was out in the audience, and I was like, had my mic up at the end of the song. And I was like, I'm on the floor at hole in the wall, and I. I'm too tired to be disgusted. <laughs> I I meant to say something when I saw that picture. I was like, is Sarah laying on the floor at the hole in the wall? I was like, oh, my right. God, who does that? <laughs> We're dressed for this. It's like, haven't you ever been there? My God. So yeah, I know. I was just so tired. <laughs> that's awesome. So, that's, you know. The full body experience. Full body experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a. Yeah. They are full body experience. Are you, you know, playing? Sh- I am. I've been playing shows. Are you playing shows? I'm in the middle, or I'm at, I'm at the end. We have one more Monday of our residencies. This new band that I'm in, Happy Land. Oh. We we did a residency oh, to cool. kind of get our our business, our just get our thing together. Yeah. Happy Land. That's a good name. It is a good name. Where's the resident? Where's the residency? At the Saxon Pub. <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. What's the? Is this a song? Multiple songwriter vibe. Multiple song. Yeah. It's Kim, Kimmy Rhodes and oh. her son Gabriel Rhodes and Sean Pander and me are the singer songwriters. But do you know John Chipman? He played drums with us, I think, at at the. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, Harmony Kelly. You know her. No, I don't. She's really good. I don't think so. But everything's stopping now uh, for a little while because Carmony plays bass with Kenny Chesney and she's leaving now for a couple of months. And uh, Mm. and then a couple of people, we're going to resume playing shows in July. But then regular shows, not a residency. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to going to one of those. It's fun, man. It's a nice... Sorry? You all have the one more next week. Yeah, the one yeah, morning. Yeah, we have Monday. Just Monday. like you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you. Maybe I'll try to come to that. All right. Just if you want like to, let me know. so much in common. Yeah. Um, I I'll, will. I'll put you on the list, and I will try to come. Maybe we won't be rehearsing next week, because we have a show. At, Skyrocket has a show at 310 this week, and no show next week. That might mean, like, oh, no rehearsal uh, Wednesday, guys. Yeah. Hopefully so. Then I'll well, definitely cool. be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. Sarah, thank you for being so open and honest. And I really yeah, I have tremendous affection for you. I think the world of you, like as an artist and as a person, I've always yeah. just really thought thank like, you. yeah. And your group of friends and Kevin, those like you guys are some of my favorite creators. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We have fun, you know? You yeah. do have fun. Yeah. yeah. We have fun. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Hey, you know what I was thinking about this morning when I was walking my dog, Rosie? 
Was it called Indian and the Jones? Yes. Mm-hmm. The Bluegrass Band. Yeah. So we have a record worth of songs that we need to record. <laughs> oh, so you're still doing it. That's why I was, um, I was walking around listening yeah. to your stuff today, and I was like, wait a minute, wasn't she the Bluegrass Band, too? <laughs> like, what was, what yeah. was that band? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, uh, our last show was like June of last year. Um, we've just all been so busy doing, doing this, living our lives. Um, but we've got a, we've have a new record basically ready to record. We just haven't been able to sit down and do it. Um, and it's a totally different, you know, it's bluegrass music. So basically we just do a few rehearsals together and then we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you could record um, a day, so long, record in a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fast. Um, so basically we just have to like have the time to right. rehearse, but, um, yeah, we're also going to change our name. So we're trying to figure out what that name is going to be. That's the other thing that um, popped into my head when but, I remembered you know, the hard. name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, I, it's a decent name, but it's like kind of hard to say as was uh, depicted uh, about 10 seconds ago. Um, but, <laughs> and also we're just like, not, that's not really the band anymore. You know, we've added, added Billy on bass and it's, um, a different type of band. And, uh, so, Really, what we're hoping to do also is like before we were like really trying to do, we did it like breweries and like you know, rowdier crowd type things. But I think mm, this next project is going to be a little bit more like reflective, like really a- work the licensing angle oh, cool. more so than like live shows. I think we will do live shows because we really love playing together, but um, it won't be like before when we were super active, we were just, we we're literally playing at breweries like all weekend, every weekend. And that's exhausting. Yeah. So. That is exhausting. You have to play really hard. Yeah. If you're like doing that as a bluegrass band, you play, play really hard and sing really hard. And yeah. it's just like, it's freaking terrible on your <laughs> voice. Um, and all of us, all of us are vocalists in the band, so you know, you just want it to sound good when yeah. you play. Yeah. So, ah, I keep dropping my phone here. Sorry. All right, no. man. People can. Oh, alone together. I didn't even say anything about that. I'm sorry. What a great song. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, with Jake. The great Jake, man. What a talented um, yeah. man he is. Great Jake. I know. He's a fantastic he performer, a, too. An unstoppable force. Yes, he is. Yeah. So good. I like he has him. a great voice. Yeah. He's a really great lyricist. And, uh, and, yeah, we had been working on that song since 2020. <laughs> oh, really? And just, like, it just took us forever to finish it. Um, so, yeah, we did, like, we had most of the song done like in 2020 and then it just, it just kept being one, one of those where like, eh, maybe not that part, mm, maybe this part. I don't know. Um, but we all like the song. So yeah, well, it's a great <laughs> yeah. song mm-hmm. and I loved it. You guys did a great job. It's a great collaboration. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All yeah, right, I so think so too. If you're listening cool. to this show, the day it comes out, glitter grunge glitter grunge fest is tomorrow night, Wednesday, yeah. February 28th at the Hole in the Wall. This is the final uh, final night of the residency. Uh, 
with Kevin and Tumbas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, Sarah, it's been great talking to you. You too, Johnny. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Uh, we still need to do one with Kevin. All of you guys. Yes. I feel like we, we should. Do. I feel like we Have should we do it at a nightclub during the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sounds a, like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll figure so that can, out. Like, Maybe really I'll... smell the pee. <laughs> you know you can, what? Like really smell the pee in the beer. <laughs> Before we go, can I tell you that the smell of a club opening for the first time of the day when you're going in, as gross mm-hmm. as it is. It makes the hair on my arms stand up because I get I love show business. All the weird stuff about it. I love it. Yeah, I really do. Gross and interesting. It's totally gross. But there's something about, yeah, like, be you know, you're on the inside. You're you're not you're not a guy that pays to go to the place and watch someone. You're part of the thing that's 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 making it all happen. And you're there before anybody gets there. And it's so exciting. Yeah, that's true. What a nerd. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I usually have this, like, I was actually talking to Preston about this last night. I was like, basically up until the first downbeat of my first song, I I am so nervous and I think no one's going to be there. Nobody's yeah, yeah. coming. Everybody yeah. hates me yeah. and I have yeah. diarrhea. I love you. That's so <laughs> funny that I went out with this girl uh, a couple of years ago <laughs> and she, she was like, I... I, like, I can't be around you before a show because you just are like, I've never seen anyone put themselves down so much. Like, you, you'd think someone would build themselves up. And I'm like, oh, no, that's my pre-show ritual. <laughs> I just, no, it's hell. I beat myself down until I walk on stage and try to rise above what I've just said to myself yeah. for the last two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's so funny. I was a friend of mine came to the first show and he was like I was talking to him before and he was like yeah this is like a really unusual vibe for you I, like I like are you okay <laughs> I was like uh, will be talk to me after yeah yeah I'm just pumping <laughs> myself like, up I, for the I, show is this normal for you <laughs> yeah. yeah just beating myself down before I have to get in front of a bunch of people yeah. and do stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's important. It's part of my process. I know. I know. MC has that same kind of insanity. Yeah. Laura yeah, seems a little more uh, chin up about it. Yeah, she's she's pretty. Um, all, she's all business, you know. Yeah, she's like the and boss the lady. She's chill. Yeah. She's the boss lady. Yeah. Don't get in her way. I don't. Uh, I, don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan. Mickey yeah. and I just say yes. We say yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> All right, MC. I'm uh, MC. Sarah, I just called you MC. I'm like your grandpa. That's okay, it happens. Um, no, it happens actually. It's great talking actually, to you. Actually, now people oh, are more thinking me and Laura are related. Really? It used to be me and Mickey. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. People always ask us if we're sisters Hmm. i think it's strange but i understand that i don't know i mean yeah once you're around someone it's like the thing of uh when you have a dog the dog starts looking like you (laughs) i think it happens with really close friends too yeah 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 that's true looking sounding saying the same things liking the same things you just have no originality anymore (laughs) 
you to disappear. It's the end. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I did. I'll see it's, you later. It's been great talking to you. Hopefully, I'll see you next week on Wednesday. You too. And if you want to come on Monday, let yeah. me know. I'll put you on the list. Okay, I will. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks All for right. doing the show again. Bye. Bye. Yeah, hi. Thank you for asking. Bye. Gang, that was Sarah Dossie. You can see Dossie tomorrow night at the last Glitter Grunge Fest at the Hole in the Wall. Wednesday, February 28th. Dossie, Kevin, and Tombas all together. Go to Dossie.world for all your Dossie needs. I loved talking to her. It was great talking to her. I love Sarah Dossie. She is a very inspiring person, and she is an amazingly, amazingly talented person. All right? And a lovely human being. I really appreciate her being so honest about a lot of stuff in there. Uh, Gang. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget when you're out there checking out Dossie.world, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you, you find podcasts, be it Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, new shows every Tuesday and every Friday. All right? I'm glad I'm glad to be back in Austin. All right? Have a, have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. Let's get down. I have no plans of waking up today. Then I saw you laying there. You said you need a cut. I disagree. Love what you've done with your hair. I know that you said we wouldn't get personal, but yeah, you're so personable. I burn my head, but I keep touching the stove. And yeah, you're a sight to behold. We can be alone together. Missing you much, loving and lasting you lately. We can 